the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know what you're trying to say, baby. You're trying to say, oh, yeah, it's business time. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblack.com. But it's time for Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist, briefing.com. Dr. Rosen, good day to you. Hi, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, good. Everything going good in Chicago? It's cold. <laughs> it's going to be like minus and 20, I think, with wind chill tomorrow. The opposite is true here in San Francisco. We're 72 degrees, gorgeous sunshine. Our trees are flowering spring. It sucks. It sucks to be here. <laughs> Let's talk economy. Uh, what are you seeing out there as far as economic activity today? And we had some uh, disappointing numbers on the housing side. Uh, housing starts came in a little light. Uh, the headline number you know, I, I'm not too concerned with. I'm more concerned with the fact that we had a fairly big drop in um, single-family homes. You know, that tends to be a stable sector, and that's where you generally get your you know, solid underpinning of, of housing construction. And we've had really impressive NAHB sentiment indexes since basically July, and it hasn't translated into steady growth yet in housing starts. So I don't know, you know, if builders are just content on what they're able to construct and they're content on what they're able to sell, and, you know, that's making things happy because things aren't worsening. But we're not seeing the, the improvements, the growth in the area that we would expect it given these, you know, these improvements in strength of sentiment. So it's a little bit disappointing on that end. And then we got a, uh, a PPI number this morning that was extremely light, uh, I think, Headline growth was down 0.8%. Core was down 0.1%, well below uh, the expectations on both ends. You know, there's no pipeline pressure for inflation. The intermediate core growth in processed and unprocessed goods declined. Intermediate service prices were up uh, minimally. I mean, there's no inflation on the horizon on the producer side. And if that translates to the consumer, we don't see any uh pressure on the consumer to, to see higher prices. So, you know, we're going into, you know, the first quarter with, uh, you know, price growth on the deflationary side. Okay. Let's, let me slow things down and go back to housing starts. In housing starts, as a Wall Street guy, all I really care about is permits because that's future activity to me. I'm overly discounting housing starts at the current numbers. I'm like, ah, we kind of already knew that from past permits. 
Am I being naive by saying that? And as an economist, do you care about both the housing starts as well as the permits, or do you favor one or the other? It's a little of both. So if we're calculating current GDP, permits don't factor in anything. You know, all we care about really, not even starts, it's the number of homes that are currently under construction. Because the way GDP is calculated, it's just the amount of money spent on construction during the quarter. So even if you started a home, you know, that itself isn't that big of a deal. It's how much money are you working on that home. So if we're trying to be an economist, that's the all-important part. Now, if you're trying to forecast where construction growth is going to be, you want to look at permits. The problem is that, you know, in the past you had a one-to-one relationship. You had a permit, they built it. Uh, ever since the housing bubble burst, you've had a lot of people take out permits for new construction and then just not build them because either the demand didn't show up or you know the construction materials aren't available or, or whatnot. So the idea that permits equals construction, the correlation isn't necessarily there anymore. So that makes it much more difficult to just to look at the permits and say, okay, permits were uh, you know a little bit lower than last month, you know. Okay, so that means that we're going to see a little bit of a slowdown in construction. That's not necessarily true. You might have a lower permit number, but you might have more of those permits actually become houses. And it's really undetermined how you can, you know, find out what that number is going to be until it's right on top of you, which is kind of why I've been looking at that NAHB sentiment number because we've been seeing things say that, you know, more people are showing up to look at spec homes and you're seeing you know, more demand, and you, we already know that supply of new homes is is small. So if that's the case, you'd expect to see, you know, significant growth in the amount of construction. You'd expect to see a, a closer correlation between permits and starts, but that's not necessarily happening, and that's what's disappointing. With that said, if you had a daughter, I'd love to be your son-in-law, because listening to you talk, I could listen all day long. Let's switch back to the producer price index. I know it's kind of an inappropriate comment, but I'm working on it. Um, I'll turn my internal editor back on. Producer price index. Well, I have six-year-old boys, so I don't know if that's ever going to (laughs) happen. Probably not. Probably not. Um, With that said, no inflation, the producer price index. Is that enough data to basically kind of give us a little bit more time with the Federal Reserve before they start raising interest rates, or is it just not enough data at this point in time to to strap that onto it? This is what we know. This is what we know. We know that if inflation gets out of hand, we can raise rates and tame it. What we also know is that if we're in a deflationary environment and we raise rates too early, that we don't know how to get out of the deflationary environment. We know from experience in Japan. We know from experience in Europe. So if you, based on those two factors, we know we could overshoot inflation and be okay. We know that if we undershoot inflation, we're, we're not going to be okay. We'd be better off overshooting. Knowing that we have these PPI numbers come in where inflation is very, very low. You know, headline year over year was zero. Um, trends down the pipeline are negative. I don't see a, a clear reason to raise rates anytime soon. Yeah, I don't want to get into a situation where we think we know inflation's coming, so we try to hold it off and tame inflation before it's here, and then all of a sudden push ourselves into a deflationary environment that we can't get ourselves out of, and then really get stuck in an economic quandary, just like Japan, just like what Europe is experiencing right now. 
anything else in the world of economics that you think should be highlighted? Now, it's interesting if you look at the uh, production numbers today, specifically in the vehicle uh, department, you had a big increase in truck assemblies and you had a big decrease in auto assemblies. And a lot of that is going on because low oil prices are increasing the demand for trucks. But it's also telling us that uh, the car manufacturers believe that trend is going to continue for some time. So, you know, they're producing to get ahead of the curve and keep demand is going to be there. And, uh, you know, if you have an uptick in oil, and I know that everybody's saying oil prices are going to go down from here, but let's just say we have an uptick in oil and you're going to bet against that, uh, you know, we run the risk of motor vehicle manufacturers having too many trucks on their on their lots, which could re, you know, result in, you know, big-time uh, price declines as they try to, you know, get those trucks off the lots. So, Keep that in mind that if you, you know, if you're betting oil prices going up right now, you know, the motor vehicle manufacturers are not in that position. They're they're not betting that, and, and they're betting, uh, you know, oil prices continue to drop to to keep that demand. The Port Authority in Oakland has basically locked out the unions uh, up and down the ports of the West Coast. Is that on your radar at this point in time? I would imagine it probably is. Yeah, it, it's starting to factor into how inventories are going to be over the next several months, uh, especially how uh, import-export numbers are going to be. If you have a lot of, you know, foodstuffs that go bad and they can't be exported, you know, it's a loss. That that's not, you know, good. That's going to you know, hurt the economy in the uh, the export numbers. You know, I'm surprised that it's gotten this far. I would have thought that the port authorities were more of. Uh, necessary, uh, you know, workers where the president could step in and just end a strike. But uh, right now that hasn't happened, and I, I don't know clearly why that's going on. You know, you look at CNBC today, you know, it looks like, uh, you know, D-Day outside of, of L.A. with all those ships on the horizon just waiting to come in. You know, it's, it's kind of frightening. And, you know, a lot of manufacturers had had, had based their uh, inventory numbers that there was going to be a slowdown, but that's going to, you know, they're, they're going to lose that that uh, that part right now. You know, I don't think they expect it to be this long and, and continuing on. Anything else that we need to know before I let you go? Nah, tomorrow we get an initial claims number. It'll be interesting to see if we uh, have another uptick in claims. You know, we keep hearing reports from the energy sector that they're laying off workers, but we haven't seen them in the actual data yet. So, you know, it wouldn't be surprising if over the next few weeks we start seeing you know initial claims at 350,000, which would signal a, you know a major layoff level. But so far that hasn't happened. So we're just going to keep looking at that to see if we can get any reads on what's actually going on in the energy sector. Thanks very much. That's Dr. Jeff Rosen. You can find him at briefing.com, Chief Economist. Um, I like most of the material at briefing.com. Some of it doesn't really apply to me. Like if you're into technicals, they have a whole thing there on that. But starting my day every day with page one and then check it out. Basically some of the weekly columns that they put together as well as the action on the you know the daily news. Um, I use briefing.com daily. Uh, if I get a phone call in and Ask about Apple, I'll punch it in and see if any new analysts have said anything. I'll go to my Bloomberg terminal and do the same thing and see what you know, is out there as far as the background. You're doing a really good job. Briefing.com. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Big webinar coming up next Thursday. Thursday evening. 
Last Thursday at Monkey, you sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's an incoming retirement event, an income retirement event. Sign up right now at robblack.com. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.